0: Good afternoon and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and today um, I'm up at the, your studio, Stephen Liang. Steve Liang? Yes,
1: yeah, Steve Liang.
0: And we are here at the SensorUp Up studio. Actually, it's not a studio. It's your offices. Yep. Now, what, the, first of all, I mean, the, we had the snowfall last night, dumped snow. We th- I thought spring was here. And secondly, of course, the COVID-19 has been all over the news. And I'm sure, Steve, if you're like most folks, you, you probably know all you need to know. And the social distancing. We yeah. we are not six meters apart, but we are we are at the table.
1: Yeah, we
0: we elbow bumped and said yeah. that we met. But see, so thank you for uh, agreeing. To, you know, we we confirmed in advance because you know, as you said, the university they closed down the schools now in Calgary. Not yet. Or,
1: Suspended classes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because midterm. People have midterms, up here at U of C? Six more weeks to go. Okay, so we're in U of C. Like this is kind of a building tech hub near we're, U of C. Yeah. What's the name of the building?
1: Because last year. Alistair Ross Technology. Ross Technology Building, yeah. Okay.
0: This is the third podcast I've had. Uh, first of all, this is episode 101. I'll let you know that. And this this is the third time of have up, up to this, I call it this a research park, isn't it?
1: Yeah, research park.
0: Because the Alberta, the Canadian Energy Research Institute is just around the corner. And a guest of the podcast, uh, Alan Fogwell, was on, was much earlier. And then I think on the other side is there was another researchy thing... I, I don't know what it is. Well,
1: there's a bio science. That's it. Life science hub. And there's a, yeah, a couple of centers. Because
0: Aubrey, I, I'm going to get her last name wrong, but certainly Aubrey was, she has a bio, a bio related, it's called Amolite bio, bio models, And they literally, she was a guest on the podcast and they literally make a, a synthetic knee out of this mm-hmm. amylite material. So enough of that. Look Steve, I'm looking up at the wall here and I see sensor up stickers um tell us a little bit about sensor up and what got you started
1: okay so sensor up, how about who our customers are right okay so our typical customers are complex physical operations imagine military okay imagine public safety agencies right imagine oil and gas companies mining companies yeah so
0: we're talking sensors that you put somewhere okay Okay. <laughs> Those are your clients. You set the stage.
1: So, these are our clients, right? So, yeah. the complex physical operations. Right. They don't, they hate wait, okay? They hate waiting, anytime that wait. They hate waste. They hate accidents. Right. But they have so many things moving around.
0: The logistics and
1: Logistics, uh, liquid hauling, supply chain, people. this and that. People. Yeah. So basically people, assets, and things. Right. right. But people, fleet, and assets. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> so they want to optimize
0: fleet, being the vehicles that they use vehicles, in their business. Yeah, but
1: it could be big and small. Okay. Right. So they move around uh, in a geographical area. They want to have situational awareness, meaning right. what's going on in real time.
0: So the movement, the geo, uh, is it geolocators? Yeah. So I'm guessing you're Ima- ge- Imagine, <laughs> a,
1: imagine a sci-fi movie or something you yeah, yeah. recently watched, right? Yeah. And there's always a map. And then there's a map, you can see whatever going on on the map in real time. Sure. In real life, it kind of almost doesn't exist. And then, but they wish they have this common operating picture.
0: So they can see kind of like a, kind of like a, a control room of where my people the are, my assets room. are.
1: Today control room exists. They yeah. have too many screens. Right. I was in the Houston Emergency Operating Center. They invited me there. They have 20 different screens up there. Wow. Right. And there's so many they have different dashboards. They wish they can correlate data from one system to the other system.
0: And chat they, on, a, on, a, on an app or they a SAS. They cannot.
1: They are in different okay. systems. So this
0: is where SensorUp comes in?
1: This is where we come in, okay? We aggregate multiple sensor systems yeah. from our customers, and typically they are very sensor-rich. Imagine military, imagine All NASA, right, right. imagine oil and gas companies, right? They already have many sensors. They are just not together.
0: They're so, not integrated. They're, they're yeah, that that integrated. system, the system is not integrated. And I'm looking up on your wall, and one big key thing I see is API. That uh, I understand. Yeah. That's allowing the, the different systems to talk to each other.
1: Yes. So that's where we come in. We use our API, the yeah. model, which is international standard. When I say international standard, means like ISO, Open Geospatial Consortium, and <laughs> United Nations ITUT, Yeah. Okay. Written by me.
0: So the API. Tell in your words. Tell me what API. How do you define it? Because I've I've got different definitions for that. How would you define it on a simple layman's term? I'm also a professor. I'm a layman. I'm an old guy. I'm an OG in this room, 53 years old.
1: I'm also a professor, right? So oh, okay. The definition is yeah. application programming interface. Yeah. Right? So to allow you to have interface, and you can interface on top of a protocol so that you can exchange data.
0: So the protocol being whatever those 20 systems, or 11 systems, as you said, in that control room, mm-hmm. those are different systems. The protocol, one, this basically takes those 11 and makes them one. Yeah, to one other.
1: ring rule them all, right? Yeah. So you are two you have two ways to do it. Okay. Number one is for example, you or me, I I, yeah. I can say, you know what, I decide the world should follow me. Basically <laughs> like
0: HTTP, which is the, the protocol uh, for the internet. No. No.
1: Because HTTP is an open consensus based standard yeah. from W3C. So it's opposite of somebody yeah. or some big company say you shall follow me. So HTTP is an open protocol. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you have two ways to do it. One is you have a uh, proprietary way. You said you better follow closed network. Closed. And, yeah, yep. Yeah. And the other is open, consensus-based. It's much longer life product life cycle. It's nobody. Because you get more. You. It's it. ubiquitous. It's going to be
0: everywhere. Yes. More. It should be more u- so ubiquitous. So when
1: I say I wrote a standard, actually, what I meant is yeah. I am I wrote that standard. Yeah. Go through went through this consensus you know very long process yeah. and became a real international standard to aggregate multiple sensor systems
0: so that's http that's FGN on a large scale, is, on a massive scale.
1: It's it's an example of yeah. such standard allow you to exchange data. Yeah. Okay. So my standard is called OGC Central Things API. Okay. And they're based on <laughs> ISO one For the benefit 96. of the listen the, the yes. twenty
0: see you know, there's probably more listeners now because of COVID nineteen. So I think I now have at least nineteen yeah. listeners because everybody's working from home and they have nothing else to do. <laughs> but but literally, so you're you've you're aggregating mm-hmm. those systems and you've created your own protocol.
1: We created international protocol. Yeah. Okay. And then the protocol has been followed by the world. So multiple countries has endorsed the protocol become their national... For
0: interrupt. Or we're talking HTTP.
1: <laughs> no, no, we'll never talk about HTTP.
0: Yeah,
1: we're talking okay? We're talking about a IoT protocol yeah. for exchange data for multiple systems. And this has been endorsed around the world. Okay, including okay. Including Department of Homeland Security, uh, Singapore government, Taiwan government, so on and so forth. Become the national. Standard.
0: So, like, I'm just, I'm just showing. So, this USB port. Yeah. That's in that's a, That's an international protocol. It's one example. Yeah. Protocol, okay. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we authored an international protocol, aggregate multiple systems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we do. The first thing we do is we aggregate them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they become a single coherent uh, system. Okay. Although they are multiple
0: so systems. So to your point of the, the example in Houston, those eleven. They they called you said Houston we've got a problem Calgary we've got a problem in Houston right yeah. if you know that old Houston we've got a <laughs> problem the old uh, Nassau but, so you've gone down to Houston so let's take that those eleven and you said, we can do it we're gonna we're gonna basically connect or hook up what do you do so let
1: so we did it yeah. actually worked with Department of Homeland Security did a operational exercise in Houston right so there were uh, about 10 first responder agencies. Wow. they have different systems different sensors different right systems. right right and then they come in and they inject the data into our protocol and into sensor up system and then we can output a single source of truth to multiple systems right so that everybody can share this common operating picture wow so one is dashboard. it on a sas a dashboard it's dashboard
0: a a software as a service
1: platform there's a back end there's a front end yeah so yes so there's a, there's a sas and there's a front end Okay. But the, the key is, in order to save lives in that case, they need to know what's going on. Basically, situational awareness. Uploading
0: data from all 11 or 10 or 11 sources at the same time. So that
1: they know where the things are, Yeah. what conditions they are in, and that's what we provide. Brilliant, Brilliant. So no wait, no waste, no accident. That's our ultimate goal.
0: This is kind of because of my when I told you a little bit about my background. Or not, recently in Qatar and PPE equipment, personal protection equipment yeah. is everywhere. Literally, the jumpsuits, the orange, orange and yellow, or yellow, whatever the color, the jumpsuits are everywhere, and those workers are wearing those. Do you? I mean, just as a more of a side thing, could your sensor up be put in, injected into that and added into oh, the yeah. equation, into the mix? Oh yeah, because that's your people component.
1: We we did a. Recently, we also did a um, like an operational exercise with the Vancouver Fire Department. Yeah, and then we we'll work with some vendors. And
0: they've got PPBs all over the, across Canada, across the North America, everywhere. And wherever it, firemen are.
1: Yeah, and in addition wow, to their yeah. gear, yeah. We, we have we bring in new gears, right? So imagine that's the first uh, next generation first responders. Imagine like Robocop, right? Yeah. So you have uh, so we put that. Hey, that was a
0: great movie. That was a great movie.
1: <laughs> and we we, we work with the with the vendor. they yeah. have uh, this uh, disposable patch. Okay, so it's like uh, you put on your, you know, uh, stick yeah, yeah. it on your heart near yeah. your heart. you give you real-time heart rate, your breathing rate, Brilliant. and then your vital signs. Right. We work with the other company with a wearable gas detector. So you
0: yeah, like a CO two emissions or whatever, whatever, whatever's a leak. If there's a leakage,
1: that could be re- actually that sensor, ASCII sensor, is a can be re- reprogrammed to detect uh, more than one hundred types of gas.
0: ASCII is that the ASCII is that the.
1: No, it's it's a it's called M five. Oh, system. sorry, okay. Okay. So and then work with the other company doing the indoor and outdoor localization system. Wow. So that we have the operational exercise. Actually we have a lot of media coverage that day. So the firefighter, they went in, yeah. okay? And then, so we can, in real time, we can see on a screen, big screen, yeah. where they are, what's their heart rate, and what's their exposure to the extreme heat, right, what's their right, exposure right. to the toxic gas, right. so that you know when to you know, help them, when to, actually we use a radio, for example, the fire chief said using a radio, he said, you know what, somebody please fall down. And somebody for the is,
0: sensor, the, the sensor knows that he's in vertical, he's laying vertically or he or she's alert. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And the posture changed, right? Yeah. And they want to see it in, in real time on the screen, yeah. the location that firefighter is down. And we send the, the other team, go and rescue. Brilliant. So, Because right now, one of the biggest problems for them is, you know... Um,
0: they know they're down, but they don't know exactly where they are. Exactly.
1: Or, yeah. yeah. So that's what we do. But we also do that, um, you know, same principle. We apply to oil gas companies, sure, right? In Calgary, similar things, right? Yeah. They want to know where things are, so that means SCADA system, their fleet, and people. Yeah, and they want to know how efficient they are and are they safe or not. And then they want to know, for example, how many times my site has been visited.
0: Wait, so, I need to come. I got, I before I forget, the SCADA, yeah. you mentioned SCADA. Yeah. Crux OCM, Vicky Knott was online and she mentioned oh. that as well. Uh-huh. So this, is it some, and I, I didn't clarify this, but is it a standard system? Can you give me that? What does that mean? SCADA. SCADA is a
1: control system, right? Yeah. So typically yeah. for industrial applications. So yeah. it's installed on the site, right? So some people say SCADA is one of the, you know, like the Internet of Things. Yeah. 0.1 right it's okay. a sensor and it's always connected and you know connected to the to your control room in her case so
0: Crux OCM is she's taking it the control room of a pipeline mm-hmm. but it, when you use that that it literally triggered so you're talking about the oil and gas same Their process or their if it's a facility a gas processing facility or some kind of a station where there's monitor sensors everywhere that's what so the scada system sits on top and feed they feeds them is that okay
1: yeah and we see scada as so you know, there are different siloed or purpose-built systems. Yes. Is one. Yeah. Where we come in is, in some applications, you need all the systems together. Again, so integrated, integrated,
0: exactly. harmonized, talking to one another. And yeah. you
1: can run much better artificial intelligence or machine yeah. learning so that you can get some insights, can be only done with integrated systems. Yeah, that's where we come in. Well, the
0: data, picking up the data. Because if you're not picking up the data, you can't run AI. Because AI can only go as good as the data it gets. And if it's
1: not- exactly. So the more data, the yeah. more cleaner data coming together, the Brilliant. better. Brilliant. So that's where we come in. That's what Okay. In. So let's step back
0: because you mentioned a couple of things. One, you started this business. Mm-hmm. I'm not clear how or why and where. And you're a professor as well. There's a second. Let's start with you're a professor here at U of C or U of C. You're an engineer, electrical I'm an engineer.
1: engineer. I'm a geomatics engineer.
0: So, <laughs> you just blow me away here. So, meaning geomatics, like how these systems, these sensors work
1: together in the systems? Imagine, Geo- like fins, right? Yeah. IoT, Internet of Things. Yeah. Because a lot of people ask, right? You are in geomatics. I mean, yeah, I'm just, mean, just Why like- are you doing IoT, right? <laughs> so, here's the, the one. But I'm
0: thinking geomatics, I'm thinking maps, mapping, geolocators.
1: So, let me give you one. Yeah. Let's say you have things, and they're observations. Without the space, the location attribute, yeah. and the temporal attribute of that observation, that data is useless.
0: Exactly. It's just, it's, it just it emits something and stays there. Never.
1: If you don't know where the things are, yeah. how can you utilize the data? Right. Right? If you don't know a time, right? It's like 15 degrees. If you don't know where, this 15 degrees, like this value associated with, Right, location right, right, it's useless 50 yeah 50 degree where
0: the sensor the sensor could be off the location could be off you don't have you're not you're,
1: yeah so time and space is essential for any iot information so as a result a geomatics, geomatics guy is very natural to deal with this kind of information okay. rather than other discipline it so the, the study of
0: experiment. geomatics does this go back because of technology? Is it changed? Is it something? I, yeah, it's the first time I heard that. I mean, not that I'm, I've probably seen it, but I've never really paid attention to the words geomatics. So what's the study of that?
1: So geomatics is uh, basically a study, it's, it's engineering yeah. of location. Okay. Now so it's, for example, how do you get location data? Right, right. Basically, whole bunch of sensors, right? So optical sensor, laser sensor, combined like with
0: systems, the, the satellite, or, satellite, or, yeah.
1: terrestrial systems, drones, photogrammetry, right? So that's one part. Brilliant. And then when you have the location data, and then how to manage the location data, how to visualize location data, yeah. and how to get uh, insights out of location data, so that's basically geomatics.
0: So the IoT steps in. So the Internet of Things, you. You stumbled on one day, or you reading something? What what got you to go f- take that in your oh. classroom to, to actually come now and do some commercial type of activity?
1: Internet of Things, or we call it sensor web, was yeah. my master thesis topic ah. back in 2002. Yeah. And wow. My PhD topic, and then, but just Internet of Things became a modern term we're using right now. Yeah, but yeah, actually yeah. At the time, my research topic was called the sensor web, right. aggregating worldwide sensor into the one Web one. of Sensors, right? right? Today it's called Internet of Things. So in my PhD study, I wrote the International Standard, right? And became standard. I told you that. So and that was your PhD? That's my PhD thesis. Wow. Part of it. And then when I... I thought, I thought you were just
0: making it, a, a reference to...
1: Oh, the, no, no. The pro- you no, actually created the my, protocol. Oh, yeah. I told you. Brilliant. Great. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. For the benefit of the listeners, this is the city of Calgary, <laughs> and it's created here. Brilliant. And was, your thesis was right in here? You, in UC,
1: or No, actually... Oh, yeah. Here's okay. an interesting story. I applied my master's degree, right? Yeah. Be a master's, master's uh, student in Calgary. Yeah. I was rejected because my <laughs> professor was moving. Shame on that guy. No, no, no. My professor was moving from Calgary to York University in Toronto. Okay. So actually, I was admitted in Toronto for With York it? University. Yeah. So actually, it's, it's quite fun, right? I applied. Here. Was
0: it like then or wasn't Shulik no, when you applied because the old school, the old yeah, engineering yeah. school? Yeah.
1: So I applied here. Yeah. I was brought to York University. Right. And then over there, you asked about the startup company idea, right? Over there, my, my professor had a startup company, okay? And right. we, we, we developed a technology called, sure. called GlobeView, and it was similar to Google Earth. Or Google Earth was similar to what we did. I mean, it's about the same time. Sure, sure. So once, uh, you know, after Google acquired Keyhole, the company developed Google Earth. Yeah. And suddenly, uh, the technology we developed or developed by my professor's lab and the company. Was, wow. Became popular. So at the end, that technology was acquired by Microsoft. Amazing. Yeah. So that's my first taste of what does it mean by developing a technology and being used. Yeah, commercially. By millions and millions of people. Sure. So I got that taste. But you know, I decided to become a professor and I want to start my own company like my professor. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So
0: so then you so you use the students, but so literally you became no. a professor, and no, I don't mean it, but I mean you became a professor and you I mean research is happening all around you, right? Or tech tech, tech technology is happening all around you as a professor. So let me be clear. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Professors doing blue sky research yeah. that which you know you can only realize that in the three or five years. That's research. Right?
0: Your own personal research or the students are doing research for their thesis which is goes into your program. I'm, I'm, you don't my, have to explain it. I'm just kind of- My research
1: group has a program. Yeah. We are required to develop a program and then student thesis, right, together yeah, becomes th- that program. Nice. Right? So there, there's a roadmap and the student thesis becomes one of them, right? Part of it. Yeah. Right? And then so my research is really about advance, develop international standards to advance how to aggregate this sensor. sensor web wow. internet okay. things then my company okay is because we developed an international standards so i was like you know what a standard without somebody to show them how to do it right yeah it's useless
0: without application finding an exactly. app- pr- practical application
1: is to demonstrate or implement that standard yeah okay and then to demonstrate real world value.
0: So let's go back. If you go back to your time, and you got dragged, you yeah, got dragged. But you end up, you end up in New York. Your professor, his own company, sold off to Microsoft. So you saw that as a as a genesis for doing your own. You came back to Calgary, then to work here as a as a professor,
1: or were, yeah, yeah, still in New York? Did you stay let in New me York? Finish, let me finish the story. Yeah. So my professor moved to Microsoft, right? I didn't yeah. go, and then I wanted to finish my PhD, and then before I about. About finished my PhD, U of C, Calgary, opened up a position, which nice. is my professor's previous yeah. position.
0: And you took that role.
1: And then I came back. Wonderful. Which is funny because <laughs> I emailed my professor. He's like, hey, 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 Dr. Tao, and then uh, do you think I should apply this job? And he replies like, yeah, they are looking for Brilliant. you. Brilliant. And I reply back, no, they are looking for you <laughs> because I am his student. So sure, basically, sure. yeah, the, everything they are looking for is exactly so
0: there's a the serendipity yeah, of it. Right. So if you hadn't yeah, gone, right. if you hadn't gone to New York, you might not be sitting there, and that, that whole thing. Yeah, you, okay. it's funny, right? Okay, so CensorUp, you you you're using this research forum or a, whatever it is, a modem, on IoT, and what, you, you decided to to uh, you started CensorUp. i on your own. Or it was all together in this whole.
1: Yeah, on my own. So yeah. so basically, is I yeah. It, it, I had a dream to start a company, right? I'm just like any other entrepreneur. Sure. I have a dream to start my company. So I need to bootstrap the company and to find a customer. I need yeah. money. So I, I'm just like any anybody else, right? Sure. It's just like the technology, I have a good idea about what technology is. Uh, Yes, right. So I rented a small office, like very small, like this size of this room. But this isn't this is your main office, or this is that was your original start. It's it's about. You moved into this
0: research. It's kind of a shared workplace, co-working place. What are they called? No,
1: this this is just a like ARTC is my landlord, which is like any other commercial building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite expensive. So you
0: moved from that little that little place to here.
1: No graduate, and we moved to a bigger and bigger office, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, we I I'm just like anybody else. I remortgage my house, I found my company, yeah, and then whenever I need to do things for my company, I came here.
0: I like the bootstrap. You have got the bootstrap in you, really, but that means you're yeah. getting revenue. You're creating some try to customers, customers right? Yeah. and
1: then one breakthrough was actually in 2014. Lucky Martin is a company make big defense contractor. Okay. Oh, Lucky Martin. Yes. Yeah, yes. Lucky yes. Martin. They 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 found me. and said, "Steve, can you we we are looking for something like wow. a software implement the standard you wrote. Do you have something for us?" I said, "I can do it for you." So yeah. they gave us our first large contract. Brilliant. And really start to, you know, build a team and technology here. Right. And then 2018 through this Creative Destruction Lab.
0: Oh, so you're part of CDL. Then. I'm part okay. CDL. I was going to actually say, this sounds like a CDL type of a
1: yeah. case study. Yeah. Like a big science, big technology, don't know what's business, right? Worst yeah. business model. So Brilliant. So in 2018 in CDL, uh, we raised about $2 million. Yeah. So that entered into SensorUp 2.0. Before that was really r and So the, the
0: VCs came in, you did the presentation at the end of CDL, or is it part of CDL where they're going to fund you? Because I understand oh, yeah. it's not-
1: Just to let you know how amazing CDL is, right? Yeah. The first meeting I went upstage with my wife. My wife is an accountant. She's a CPA. She's a CPA, right? And then like Good for you. Congratulations
0: the, for taking yeah,
1: legit putting the
0: balance in the yeah, <laughs> yeah. putting the balance in the in the company, so in the there, marriage.
1: And then they asked me all kinds of questions, right? I, the business question. I wasn't ready to answer, right? They just crushed me, right? But all good questions. Sure. And I was like, Oh doomed, I'll be doomed because CDO is like Dragon's Den, right? It's like eliminate companies. Sure. And then-
0: <laughs> what's, your, what's your sales pipeline? I don't know, what's your funnel? I mean, Vicki Knott from Crux, OCM, yeah. she said the same thing. She was in the Techstars, and she said, I don't know what a sales funnel is. It's like, well, it's you know, a cylind- cylindrical yeah. thing they go, no, it's not. Wow. So,
1: but in my first mentor meeting, because I, yeah. I flew to Vancouver to see my mentor, uh, he, he's uh and then after 15 minutes, and he said, you know what, Steve? I think you have good technology. Yeah. You are coachable. And I think you need money. I can help. Brilliant. And then we just you know, got a term sheet from uh, the investor and then closed around yeah. in record short time. And then So it was your seed funding. Yeah, that was your seed? That's our
0: seed. Now you're at series A, so have you done all that? Well raising our series A right now. Series A, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's really so that funding really changed the course of the company. So we sure. productize the a lot of technologies we developed you know, in the past years. Yeah. But make it like a product, like a SaaS, recurring revenue, and then mes- much better messaging and switch. Anyways, all the well, I mean, you bring you bring it to the
0: level of the from the lab from a lab rat, right onto the into the commercial stage. And you mentioned you were on like global TV the other night. Here.
1: Yeah, two days ago.
0: Two days ago. Yeah, yeah. So they came and interviewed, Were you here, or were that you went down to uh, their downstairs. studios? Downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah. And you said 40 minutes interview, but they only showed like a, a short clip? Yeah,
1: it's typical, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's a fun wow. chat.
0: Okay, so literally that's your next, you you almost asked my last question. I usually end up, what, is, what do you think is going to be important going forward in the next two to three years for SensorUp? I mean, as you scale and and take your to the market.
1: Well, I look back in the past two years, right, when we raised the funding, Yeah. and then how much we've done in the past two years, right? Actually, I was like, this is amazing, how much i learned right. from two years. And then actually, I have a, you know, we have a new CEO, I'm not CEO anymore. So, yeah, how the company right. become more and more mature, and then- So you're the CTO, or you are the, the CTO, yeah. yeah.
0: Chief Technology Officer for the-
1: Yeah, so it's amazing. And we are raising our next round of financing, so it's made me to really think about, okay, what is our next North Star? So let's say we are raising $5 million to $6 million, yeah. right? So how, what can I achieve in the next two years, right? That's really what I'm That's thinking incredible. right now. Yeah, yeah. So again, for now, is we really want to develop, we, we want to be the company, like large enterprises can trust, like yeah. a credible company, yeah. and really reduce. Your waiting time, and your waste, and your accident to zero.
0: I, I mean, I can. It sounds like there's a thousand and one applications here. And I'm, I, when you were use the word waste. Literally, one of my guests in my podcast was the Steve McHara from, uh, or James McHara from F- Calgary Food Bank. And, I don't, and I'm just, that's a different level. It's, but he literally has people management. He has yep. food, you know, Internet of Things. He's talking about putting a new where we know where our people, the people are, the, the agencies and the data come in from the different agencies. But I'm just putting, when you said that, I thought, wow, so in, that scale.
1: Imagine, yeah. right, before any waiting time is going to happen, you get a message. Right. right. Notification. Yeah. So there's some dwelling is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be delayed. This going. This dependency is going to. For example, you have two teams, right? Need to arrive at the same time to execute a task. Yeah. Right. So, for example, in military, right? That's use an easy example. If
0: you were you under because that Lockheed Martin, you you understand defense quite well. It sounds um, like.
1: Uh, it. Not, well, well, that's such a big area. They, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, served two years in army actually. So. But it's really about dependency, right? So yeah. if you have, you know, you require two teams to join together and to start some mission, but it, of course in real life they never wait, right? They always arrive at the same time. Sure, sure. But of course not. They, I- they do not. So if you can really send early notifications, right? Yeah. And then it's, it's, yeah.
0: Now, you and I talked, I, I, really, when I was in Qatar, that construction management, exactly. 90% or maybe more, 97 let's just say 97% of all construction projects either fail delayed. or delayed and cost overruns. And I, I literally just heard it the other day on the news of some big project, in a river dam, I don't know what it was. But when I, when I think of what you just said, the sequencing, so work fronts, are they ready? Readiness, right? Work fronts, cl- lack of work fronts. Meaning that lack of spare parts or yeah. lack of parts to get that and there's location al- the behind. People- yeah. And it's there the it's really time. important because you have a you have a truckload, literally one of our contractors at twenty five hundred every morning, fifteen to twenty buses coming and at six AM and they're all work right and they gotta mobilize. Guess what? Can't work today, guys, the heat, there's a black flag day. They could
1: have known that in advance from Because they didn't have oh. situational awareness yeah. and early warnings about all their asset people and fleet. Yeah. If they have it, they can get early warnings. Wow. They can apply the AI ML. So that's what we do. I mean, at the very high level, of course, Because the data is going to tell you the story. The AL,
0: or that sorry, the machine learning, the yeah. artificial intelligence will pull that data and read it and spit out an analysis. Steve, if you're the manager of that those people, don't send your, don't send those guys. But then you get other issues and implications in terms of the time sheets and things like that. But yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, so that's what we try to automate, right? And But very, very high level, our North, North Star, yeah. is we optimize and protect critical infrastructures, Oil yeah. and in gas, military, public safety, that's right. mining. These are all critical infrastructure. And they are sensor-rich. They are complex physical operations. We want to be the go-to partner yeah. to optimize and protect critical infrastructure. So there. Again, no weight, no waste and no accidents
0: brilliant Steve thank you so much for your time today and I you know I, 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 I'm just I'm fascinated because my time in the Middle East my time overseas in oil and gas and mining I see I mean I don't see it exactly you, as the way you do but I really see the, the ubiquity of it all and, and definitely thank you. multiple application we're not shaking hands for the benefit of the COVID, <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> listeners but thank you Steve
1: thank you